How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. You are listening to The Coming Out Tapes, an audio archive of LGBT stories. I'm your host, Karis Bradley, and throughout this season, I'll be talking to lots of different people from the community about lots of different things connected to coming out. episode we are going to hear a panel uh, a recording of a panel at by pride uk which features emily eaton sharon daliwal and ramal odoya affleck uh, i was chairing the panel and also in charge of recording which is why i it went wrong basically i forgot to put the recording on the right channel uh, at the beginning of the um the panel uh, when we started and so, and I realized sort of about halfway through the first answer to the first question, which is why we're going to cut straight into Emily Eaton talking about how she came out. So basically the question that you've missed at the top is, um, could all of the members of the panel introduce themselves and talk about how they came out? And Emily Eaton had, had just started talking uh, about her experience. And that's where we're going to start. Enjoy. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm going to speak up what I believe in and 
because YouTube had really helped me. I decided that I was going to make a YouTube video, and I thought about my experiences coming out, and everyone was like, you're 16, 17, you don't know anything, but I stuck with it, and I had so many people reach out to me because of that video and say, like, thank you so much for talking about this because you helped me realize I was bi. And then I went on to do some work with Stonewall and set up an LGBT group in my school, and I just, like, it was just so important to me realizing I was bi and to see the impact that had on other people and, you know, that I wasn't alone. And, you know, I still identify as bi, and they were wrong. So <laughs> that's my very brief coming out story. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Sharon. If you want to take the mic. Um, so my coming out story is basically, so I run a magazine called Bed Review, and what I did is one day I decided to write my coming out story in an article and publish it in my magazine <clears throat> without telling anyone. Um, and so I wrote it within like 20 minutes, it was just because it was on the tip of my tongue, so it was so easy to write out, I wrote it. And then I, well, it was about six hours of hovering over the word published, like, uh, before I finally published it. And, like threw my laptop and my phone across the room, like hid under five blankets. <laughs> and then, like I, it was, it was my coming out. And it wasn't at the time where I was just like, this is my coming out. At the time, it was, what's my parent, what are my parents gonna say? That's that's all it was. It wasn't Sharon's coming out. It's what are my parents gonna say. Um, and then eventually, like I, because I can't live without the internet, I, I picked up my laptop and my phone and I looked at it, and it was just pure love. It was. So many people just being like, oh my God, thank you for coming out. Like, that's amazing. We love your story. We have, like, we can feel that. We see the similarity here. That's so interesting, like, blah, blah, blah. And then it was just like, oh, cool. Like, I can be out now. Like, you know, I don't have to, like, get off of that girl with me. Like, I can do it out in public. Like, you know, those little things. Um, but what I found that happened is because I didn't tell anyone that it was happening, I published it. And my mum has, like, moles that checks my, like, social media and checks my website and then like calls and it's like Sharon's been doing this. And so and so someone called her and was just like, um, Sharon's gay. And so mom suddenly calls me and I was just like, I think it was about three days later. And it was three days of just like sitting there just like, what the fuck? What's gonna happen? Three days later I get a phone call from my mum and she's just like, Oh, are you gonna go see your nephew in a couple of days? And I'm just like, this isn't the conversation I was expecting. And then suddenly she goes, Oh I knew some people and they just read your article and it says something like, you're like gay or something? Or like, you're saying gay stuff? And I was like, oh, how do I explain this to someone? I just don't really understand it. Oh, that pretends not to understand the concept. So I was like, I'm kind of. <laughs> so I tried to explain it to her and then she just went, well, you sound confused. So I think you know, when you're not confused, let me know. And I was just like, no, this is me not confused. <laughs> I finally have become not confused and I'm telling you what's up and she was just like, no, 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 like, you know, when you figure it out. So it was kind of this like progression of me coming out in an article, then kind of like being like, what the fuck? And then my mum reacting like that, which kind of was like a roller coaster of not really understanding what was happening at the time. And then going through loads of moments of just really dealing with biphobia from literally everyone and within and outside the LGBT community which was something I wasn't prepared for. So it was about that. I talked for a lot, so. Fun thing to finish on. Um, I think the quote on your website from your mum is, I'm very disappointed. Yeah. 
Yeah. Was that, was that I think that's just like overall. <laughs> 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 that's you, Sharon. That's just mothers. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've had YouTube and then on the website. Do you have a, a third method of coming out? Um, <laughs> interestingly, actually, some my experience and other mates both of your stories in some way. Um, because when I first, when I first, it was interesting. When I when I grew up, I really, really didn't identify with being bi or gay or anything like that. I always had felt that I was straight, that, but just every now and then, maybe, but they're good looking, but everyone can appreciate good looking people. That was what I thought I was experiencing. And, um, and then I went through a phase of going, oh shit, no, they're really, men are really hot. So it's like, oh shit, so I'm gay. Um, and then, and this was all internal, by the way. I hadn't, wasn't having this discussion with other people. I wasn't reading things online to find out more about myself. That that just wasn't my experience. And anyway, I came out in the in the funniest way. I was drunk one night, <laughs> and um, basically, uh, someone just said to me, "So, Ramel, are you are you gay?" This is at this party, and everyone was there. It was like the, it was like the end of sixth form party. Every single everyone was just there having fun, whatever, in this house party. And I just went, no, I'm bi, and, and just ended it there. And um, by the next day, like everyone in the entire school knew. It was just, it's, I didn't understand why it was so dramatic, but then I realized, well, no one else was out, so of course it was a dramatic thing. But the weirdest experience I had was some of my closest friends were just annoyed I didn't tell them first. Like, this person was just some random person who came up, up to me at the party, and I was just like, I think I just decided at that point, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be in the closet anymore. And that was a moment, but I also didn't want it to be a big thing where I did a Facebook status or something. Or and an then, article. Or an article. <laughs> but, but interestingly, um, not long after that, I got, I was, I basically, I started writing past posts and um, I decided that I wanted to be visibly queer. I wanted to start talking about these things because I was already quite political and passionate about the world. And I wrote an article about being bi and I, it was called, um, so obviously as, as you know, we don't write the headlines, but it was called uh, Bisexual Not Gay, uh, Bisexual Not Straight. Um, and that was it, the headline. And it went so, uh, I just couldn't, I couldn't prepare for how viral it went. And it started off sort of within the LGBT community. So people were sort of like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Thank you so much. So very much a similar experience. And then slowly, like week after week, it was going more and more viral, and it was obviously outside of the LGBT community. And I had like far-right activists messaging me, emailing me. It was the most horrific experience. But something really, something shook me in that experience, and I thought, do you know what, I'm not gonna be shaken by this, and that was when I decided to start volunteering for Pride in London, sort of the year after that. So my experience was like, from my, it went really quick. It was sort of, okay, I've decided I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna hide this anymore to like suddenly viral, to like suddenly also on a billboard before I've even told my grandma. So it was really, like literally, no, no word of a lie, I genuinely was so scared that my grandma was gonna see me on this board for Brighton in London, um, where I was just out and proud, and I was just like, shit, this is scary. So I kind of uh, can relate to both of your experiences. Was your grandma also annoyed that you didn't tell her first? Um, she, yeah, very much so. But having said that, it's really weird because my grandma's very religious and I feel like she really has come full circle. Um, uh, you know, asking me stuff about pride and I'm like, this is really weird. Like, never. I did. I just didn't think I would. Uh, she would be alive to, to experience that in, with me. For me, I, I just never thought that would happen in her lifetime and then here we are. So, yeah.
podcast, The Coming Out Tapes, which if you like coming out themed stuff, maybe you would like it. Um, you can download it wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, the microphone will not be able to pick up the audience and any question that you ask I'll repeat so that's what's going to be recorded not your voices or your identities um, so you are able to contribute to this panel whilst remaining anonymous um, so does anyone have a question for any of our panelists straight at the front already yes uh, what is it? how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. So like the film Bound, uh, with the sex scene and yeah. Bound with Jennifer Tilly and Gina, like I was just like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Is this allowed? <laughs> that was like phenomenal. Um, but it was also fate in Buffy, where everyone thought that I should, like, oh, I, I thought I should fancy Buffy, but I didn't. And I, as soon as fate came along, I was just like, oh. I fancy Faith. Oh, that's like that's my type. Like you know, then I figured it out. But it was like it's so important to have it on TV where you have those moments where you're just like that person, those moments. Because without that, I wouldn't have really come into it as much as I I have now. And it wouldn't take like it did take some. Like I'm 35. It took quite a long time for me to come into it. But if I didn't have that, it would have maybe taken longer. And it's so important to have it. I really like how you say come into it as opposed to come out. Come out, yeah, yeah come in, right? Yeah. Before we grab another question, let's quickly hear if either of you got, have got a pop culture. Uh, okay, quickly. Um, like so many, but um, I'm going to go with Maureen from Rent because that was the first time I saw like a bisexual character. Mm-hmm. And even though people very quickly then told me that bisexuality wasn't real, it still like stuck with me because I do myself and also just like bisexuality. And for me, it's really weird that, like, honestly, before I did that article, I had, I don't think I'd ever recognised any queer LGBT characters in anything before that moment. Like, I just don't remember anything. And um, my partner's in the room, which is interesting. But I remember I was just obsessed with this girl, and I didn't care about anything else in the world. And so I think in that moment, it was just that was it. That was my focal point, and I just didn't. I don't know. I didn't identify with things. I just. I don't know, I just had a bit of fiance or whatever else. I don't remember anyone queer, which I think is actually quite bad, really. Like, I had not, I just couldn't, I can't remember, honestly. Is it quite bad, or is it about the systematic erasure of our identity? Oh, no, sorry. Oh, oh, yes! Yes! Oh, 
And I sat down and talked to him about a lot of things. Because my dad is an incredibly problematic person. Not only just being a man, like a cis man, like beyond that as well, he is incredibly problematic. So I sat him down and I just explained stuff to him and been like this, that, that. And then when I came out, he literally quoted me back verbatim and was just like, Sharon, sexuality is fluid. And I was like, fucking hell dare you. Like, don't use that back on me. But he's so open about it, he's so okay with it. My mum is the one that was just kind of a bit like, oh, I don't really understand what's happening here. Um, she does a thing which she has done my whole life, which is kind of like jump back and forth between actually like believing or understanding something. So it's that whole denial. So she's just like, one day she called me and she was like, Sharon, I heard you do porn now. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> have you seen my news? What's happening? <laughs> but that, no, it wasn't that, lovely. Um, it was my attitude cover where I was kissing Sophie Duca and um, I turned around to her and said no, I was kissing a girl. And what happened is through like the grapevine, someone ended up saying the conversation that ended in Sharon's doing sexy stuff with someone that's going on like, you know, print or whatever. So I spoke to her and I was like, that's not what's happening. And then she turned around and said, oh, I had a gay person in my village when I grew up in India, like I'm totally am okay with it. And I was just like, that's not, wait, first of all, it's the first time I'm hearing about this. Like, you've never mentioned this before. I'm pretty sure you just made that up to end this conversation. But my mum lives in denial so much that you have to kind of navigate yourself around it. So what I find is every time I have a conversation with her where it does bring up my sexuality, I recognise the fact that she's saying something that is her denial. And I take a step back and let her do it because I need to protect myself. So I let her do it, and then I end that part of the conversation. I say, cool, let's talk about my nephew Omar. Let's talk about Omar instead, because then I need to protect myself. Because I know that's not gonna change for a while, and I know dad's okay, dad's a safe space. Mum is not, cut that off. I don't need to deal with that. So just in the interest of, of time, Sorry. so yeah. it's obviously very interesting. Um, uh, we all have like families or people who are important to us. Has anyone else got any uh, experiences or tips they wanna talk about, uh, about their relationship? Um, I'm going to try and be quick, um, and I think um, my experience is very weird with my, uh, particularly with my mum, in that weirdly, despite the fact that I knew my mum was quite open to the, to, like, to the LGBT community as a whole, I still feared telling her, but mainly because I felt like I had been hiding something rather than because it was about my sexuality. So one of the things that I'm constantly trying to remind people is just because you have people have parents who are quite like who are, who aren't necessarily. Um, uh, you know, hostile in a way towards the LGBT community doesn't mean it's easy for people because um, people sometimes or, like, often forget that they're like, oh yeah, but your mum's great. It's like, that's not the point, first of all. And then second of all, I had this really weird experience with my mum because she, the first time, the first time I ever spoke to my mum about it, she said to me, so um, I've, just, I've just been thinking about it and I'm just, so are you pansexual? And I, honestly, I don't understand how she knew what that word was. <laughs> Bearing in mind, this was like a long time ago, and that was that was the first conversation we had about it. And I, I we just laughed for a good like, and then she was like, yeah, but really, um, <laughs> uh, literally. And so for me, it's like just because your parents are quite progressive doesn't mean it's going to be this really easy journey. And like, uh, particularly because it, for me, it wasn't just about my parents; it was about my wider family who. You know, uh, very Jamaican, very like very religious as well. So, um, you know, uh, yeah. Sometimes I think people can kind of downplay it and say, "Oh, she's saying she'll be proud of it." I'm like, that's not the one. So, um, we literally have one minute left. So, we're gonna wrap up now. We're gonna wrap up with the question that um, I ask every guest on the coming out tapes. 
Um, you have to answer in a sentence, uh, and the question is, uh, what does coming out mean for you? Um, okay, I guess I'll start. Um, <laughs> coming out to me means being true to myself and being at home with myself. And, yeah, obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit out the second am. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think probably being freer and more comfortable. I think comfortable is definitely a big part of it. Um, for me, uh, coming out was about owning my narrative, and, and, and by that I mean not just allowing someone else to express who I am on my behalf, but being able to express it for myself. listening to this episode of the coming out tapes i have been your host karis bradley and i would like to say thanks to scary boots for the artwork which is available to purchase on redbubble michaela moody for the music and alex lathbridge of the smart material collective for his support of the project if you want to get involved please tweet at us because we'd love to hear your thoughts comments and questions if you liked this episode subscribe and leave us a review or recommend us to a friend because it makes a big difference Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.